And welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. We have some intraday market commentary and a corporate update from one of our sponsors here just momentarily. But first, let's look at the numbers that we have here this morning. Gold uh, just having a great rebound of a day. It was trading as low as $1,791 futures basis and as high as $1,814 uh, currently. It is at $1,811. So nice rebound for gold. Uh, silver, uh, even though it's in the red, still back in the green at the, uh, just down about 30 cents or 1.5%. Uh, the miners, uh, per the GDX, up 2.5% today uh, off a really a hard day yesterday. GDXJ up another 2.5% today. Uh, but we're also looking at copper. Copper having a great week, putting together a nice round of green candles for us. Now currently trading at $2.92. Uh, so gold and copper having an excellent day. And a company with news out this morning that we headlined in the news briefing has both of those in the name. That's Western Copper and Gold. Happy to be joined by CEO Paul Wessels once again. Paul, always a pleasure to have you. And uh, excellent day for Western Copper and Gold. Great news out. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me, Trevor. It's always a pleasure to come on your show. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's exciting to to have um, uh, some some great news, and and we issued today our uh, um, updated resource, and it's the first updated resource that we've issued in basically ten years, which is hard to believe. Um, and most of this is based on drilling that we did last year, which was infill drilling to uh, to um, convert inferred into measured and indicated, but. I mean, the headline numbers here is is that we've essentially doubled the number of tons, and so we've gone from a resource of around uh, a little over a billion tons uh, to a resource of uh, 2.4 billion tons in in total. So, I mean, a significant change, um, and you know, with a two billion ton resource, we're now you know a multi-decade mine. Uh, that we potentially have up with the casino project. Yeah, I mean, looking at these numbers from both gold and copper, I mean, gold increased your M&I to 14.5 million ounces plus 6.5 million ounces of inferred. And that's just the gold here, Paul. I mean, copper increased to 7.6 billion pounds of measured and indicated and 3.3 billion pounds of inferred. And so this is a just an incredible updated resource estimate. It was ten years in the making, uh, but people got to remember you acquired land around Casino that is still yet to be drilled. So this thing potentially is going to get bigger. Yeah, no, and and you know it's it's interesting if you look at what we have with Casino now, and and I I've, I mentioned this earlier this year when I've been talking to people, but but now I think people maybe can begin to understand this. We have the casino deposit, which has, you know, in total, including the inferred, over three billion tons. So that, I mean, that's fifty to seventy years of of mining based on our feasibility study. Plus, we have this casino north deposit, which we know that that's a deposit. We we drilled the outside of it last year, and and this year we're delineating it. And we have the Anna deposit, which is on the new uh, target that we, uh, or the new land package that we bought last year. And we have <laughs> some of these deep geophysical targets. So I mean, it's, I mean, it's a copper district that we have control of. And if you look at the number of companies that really control a firm 50-year-plus mining 
plus an upside around that you know worth with more with three or four targets I mean I, to be honest I can't think of another another company with that um, so it's it's a very um, it's a unique club that we're in that that has size we've of course got great location up in the Yukon in Canada um, and, and the upside potential is is still there so it's it's really it's really exciting um, you know the moves that we made last year and we're now starting to see this come into fruition with the issuance of this updated resource today. Potentially, even just on casino, without the expansion into these other into the other land that you just mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. potentially you could go deeper as well. I mean, that hasn't been proven out yet to see how deep this deposit really goes. No, and and you know it, some of, some of the fine details of talking with the. Um, you know, the guy doing the resource update, he sort of actually came back to us and said, hey, are you going to do some more deep holes? And I said, wow, well, we might do a couple. He says, because he says, you only got two or three and, and they don't show up in the resource, but they've got great mineralization. So we've proven mineralization down to, oh, over 800 meters, you know, close to 900 meters. Um, none of that is in this resource. So it's wide open at depth as well. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and this is why people love these big copper porphyries. I mean, you look at, well, you know, for, for you U.S. listeners, the Bingham Canyons, the Morenses, I mean, they've been mining those things for 100 years. And and it's just the nature of the geology. Um, they're, once you get them up and running, they just print money. I mean, they've been running those mines, I think, continuously year after year through through thick and thin um, and these types of deposits don't occur very often and and when you have one like this low strip ratio um, good location it, it's it's a special animal that's for sure I, Paul I know you've taken a couple of questions this morning you and your team have regarding the cutoff that w- the cutoff grade that was shared in these numbers today uh, just for our listeners can you expand upon what you've been how, how you've been answering those to those inquiries? Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, the, the way, because we have a feasibility study, um, when we, and partially because, because we have a feasibility study and partially because of new guidance out of uh, CIM, which is the, you know, the Canadian Institute of Mining, which dictates a lot of the way that these things are reported. Um, you can't just pick, uh, you know, 0.2% copper equivalent or 025 or which is what we did previously in when we issued the resource in 2010 what you do now is you almost do like a reserve so for what we did is we actually put a, a pitch shell around um, the deposit and sort of calculated you know what was or what was waste using mining costs and 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 uh, processing costs and then that's how we end you know the, the commodity prices and and treatment charges and transport I mean the whole thing so you you really run it like you almost do a reserve and then you come up with um, your resource and that's how we came up with the two billion tons so when we talk about the cutoff grade so for the mill resource the cutoff grade is five dollars and seventy cents that is the mill operating cost that's sort of been escalated so if you go back to our feasibility study in our feasibility study the operating cost uh, which is the mill cost plus the the GNA was about five dollars or sorry five dollars and, and forty cents ish 
So now that's escalated up to $5.70. So we've actually used more conservative numbers than we used in the feasibility study. Keep in mind the feasibility study came up with a reserve of a billion tons, and now we're coming up with, you know, two billion tons. So, um, you know, we've, for, for I mean, it, it's still, it's a different way of calculating it. It's more robust. Uh, people should look at it and say, this is a better estimate than what was done before. Um, and it really sort of suggests that everything that I'm reporting here is mineable uh, and will end up being more. Uh, Paul, you and I have had a number of conversations um, over the last two years. I uh, always love chatting with you because they're always open and honest. And But the last time you and I talked, we had this kind of dialogue between, you know, is bigger always better or is it best to maybe scale down projects and, you know, maybe help bring down the CapEx? Well, in this case, obviously, Casino just got a lot bigger, almost basically doubled. Uh, so how do you how do you balance this between the is bigger may not always be better, but yet you got to show as much resource as you can, and obviously an exponential, I mean not exponential, but a very prolonged mine life. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know what when we look at this project, I mean, when we did the feasibility study in two thousand thirteen, which was different times, um, and we we came up with a you know a two and a half billion dollar capital cost. I mean, at that time, that was sort of um, par for the course for these big, big copper mines. And, and so that was the, the approach we took. Um, now, with the, we, we might see those times come back again. I mean, you know, at the start of your show, you talked a bit about the copper rally. So we might sort of see, um, you know, the big copper guys are, are certainly going to be looking at, you know, how fast can I get uh, this copper out? And, and they're less limited on capital. But when we look at this, I mean, eventually you'll end up mining all the, the 2 billion tons. But the question is, is, is there a way to sort of start smaller and then slowly bring that up? And, um, you know, what's uh, interesting to me when we looked, and actually this is in the press release, when we looked at actually really increasing that, that cutoff grade, so we increased it to $30 a ton, which is, you know, I mean, that's, that's a very, very high cutoff grade. You still have 330 million tons, and now you're at a grade of 0.7, so quite a high grade of, of copper equivalent. So it suggests that there there certainly is a higher grade starting project that you could do, so you could get in there for a lower capital cost, um, and then you look to expand and you expand and you expand, and so that's that's another way that you go at this. Um, and certainly will be something we look at going forward when we look to update the feasibility study. I know it's an excellent day for you as the CEO of this company, but you are a metallurgist by trade. And so I'm just kind of curious, looking through your meta, metallurgical eyes at this, I mean, what it, what it, what's, how does this change your excitement at all, if any? Uh, you know, from a metallurgist, I mean, I always, I always tell people they, they say, "Oh, you're a metallurgist, and what do you, you know, tell me about the metallurgy of Casino." And I say, well, "It's the most important metallurgical project I've ever worked on," and that's exactly what you want a metallurgist to say. <laughs> um, you know, when it's exciting, when it's really difficult and tricky. This is not difficult and tricky. This is off the shelf, off the shelf metallurgy in terms of moving it forward. Um, that said, I mean, there's lots of. Uh, areas and, and opportunities, I think, to uh, optimize this. And, um, you know, we 
are going to do on the heap leach part. We're actually planning on doing some more heap leach work this year. Um, there's a lot of opportunity there that uh, we, we think exists in terms of you know, being able to treat this as one of mine as opposed to crushed and uh, get better returns on the investment there. Um, and then for the milling operation, uh, you know, it, it's really just you know trying to crunch out that next couple percent. And so certainly um, we think that can be done. Uh, with some more test work, and I think as we move into an updated feasibility study, we'll look at doing some more work there as well. Okay. Paul, it was basically a year ago to the date where uh, I was on the casino property there with the uh, Invest Yukon tours. Uh, you know, that was a great trip. But, you know, generically, if we think about Yukon, uh, we, we have seen Victoria Gold come online into commercial production. There's been great news out of Alexco and the Kino Hill project. It sounds like uh, they will be in production the Q4 of this year. So projects continue to be ramped up. I mean, if if I can ask you to put on your Yukon ambassador hat, um, these things it continues to be picked. Uh, projects continue to be progressed, and you would hope that someday Casino is one of those success stories as well as far as getting into production. So, what does this all mean for you? as a CEO of a project in the Yukon. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that's, I mean, it, it's pretty exciting in the Yukon. I mean, the fact that, uh, you know, Victoria Gold um, started production last year. I mean, they just announced that they reached commercial production. Um, I think in the past month, uh, you've got Alexco making that announcement. And I mean, you've been up there and, and so you understand um, how mining friendly a jurisdiction this is. I mean, the Yukon is mining. Uh, it is the largest private sector contributor to the GDP. Um, it's, I mean, as I tell people, there's a, literally a, a miner on the license plate. I'm not sure if anyone's seen a Yukon license plate, but it's got a basic placer miner there with his gold pan. And, and it's got a government that does a lot to support the mining industry. And so, it's a good jurisdiction from that perspective. Um, you know, the knock is that permitting takes a long time, but permitting takes a long time everywhere, and uh, in in Canada and the U.S. So, it's um, but once you get things up and running, it's a it's a very good jurisdiction to to be operating a mine in. And the proof is that we have two mines now that have opened up in the past two years, with with Victoria and and Alexco. So. We're excited, um, you know, with this new resource and updated feasibility study, and then, you know, big push to get this thing permitted and, and being the next mine up in the Yukon. Right, Paul, well, appreciate your time as always, and we look forward to the next time you're on. Um, until then, best of luck to you and the team there at Western Copper and Gold, and we look forward to sharing the news out of the uh, company as things progress. Okay, well, always great talking to you, Trevor. Yeah, that's Paul Westsells. He's the CEO of Western Copper and Gold. Trades on the TSX and the NYSC with the symbol WRN. Western Copper and Gold is a sponsor of Mining Stock Daily, and I'm also a shareholder of the company.